Do you have faith in God? Are there areas in life where you'd say you have a strong faith? How about a weak faith? Are there areas you'd like to have an increase in faith? Well, in this episode, I'd like to share another way to look at faith that I hope will encourage you to keep growing. I also want to give you a challenge afterward for your own application. Come on. Howdy, welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you would come and be near to each of us as we listen along in this episode. And I pray that you would bring some kind of special encouragement to us about trusting you more and growing in our faith. And we just praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I was reading the Bible the other day and came across a verse in the translation that I'm reading that really made me stop in my tracks. It's like you get so accustomed to what you think the Bible says that sometimes it takes a different translation to say something in a different way for you to be jolted into the truth that God has more to teach you and for you to learn. Okay, speaking of myself, no question. In this case, it was actually only one word that was not normal for me to read. It was the word faith. And so today what I want to share about is how this word faith was used differently and see if it may be able to touch you too and be an encouragement. What happened was that in the Bible translation I was reading, almost every time the word faith would normally appear, there was a different word in its place. The word was trust. And so I looked into the Greek and everything because I'm like, okay, is this okay for this word to be used here? Instead of using the word faith, use the word trust and come to find out, actually, it's appropriate. And even even more crazy is I found that it was it was kind of touching me in, in my heart a little differently than using the word faith and maybe even this whole encounter. I say encounter, well, I'm hoping and praying for you too, that as we as we dive into the word of God, that we spend time with God in his word and him with us also, and give him permission to share things with us, even about ourselves and about himself, so that we can grow into the in that intimacy with God. Some people say that intimacy is defined as into me see. And we want to be able to make ourselves transparent with God. I mean, does God know everything about us? Absolutely. But as we interact with God and pray and listen, read his word and and consider different things, we recognize what he knows of ourselves. And as we share those things of ourselves with him, it's part of a relationship instead of all knowing God just knows everything. And that's a different thing. So I want to encourage you in that. Now, back to this about the word faith being being switched with the word trust. 
So if I'm going to think about it, I think about it this way. If I say the, the word faith, do you have faith in Jesus? Do you have faith in God? If I was going to use the word trust in its place, I almost want to give a definition or a very short definition. So instead of saying faith in Jesus, I might say trust and confidence. So instead of saying all of that, I'm just going to use the word trust. Now, for some reason, and I don't know if it's cultural, you know, I, I'm here I am English speaking in the U.S. And so I have a certain culture about me and the way that I use the English language. When when I say, do I trust in something? There's a different feel about it than when I say, do I have faith in something? And we live in this crazy world. And sometimes the words are like almost like the power of the words is try, is like taken away somehow. I know that it's right to have faith in God. But there's almost like a permission that's a silent permission being given or something. It's almost like it says, well, you can say that you have faith, but not really be putting trust. Does that make sense when I say it like that? And it's almost scary to think that, you know, I could say I have faith in Jesus, but never have actions, any kind of actions in my life that show the trust that I have. And somehow it should be the same thing, but I know that it doesn't mean the same thing. And I know that having faith in Jesus should, it should if anything, it should mean more than just saying I trust in him. But because of language and culture and time and all of that kind of a thing, actually for myself right now, I think that if I say I, I, I have trust in Jesus and the trust that I have for him and the trust that I have for God should be demonstrated in my life and the things that I do and say, like if someone was watching and listening to my life, I would hope that it would be demonstrated like you would be able to see, oh, maybe there's something about this person or they seem to be trusting in God and have and have trust in Jesus and look at the way that they do that and listen and you can hear how that's done. So I'm let's go a step further with all of this and this is what I want to do. I'm actually going to read a chapter out of Hebrews, the chapter of faith. <laughs> or sometimes people I think I've heard it called the the faith roll call. And so in in Hebrews chapter eleven. Most of us have probably heard the first verse, which is now faith is being confident of what we hope for, convinced about things we do not see. And this is what I'm going to do. Whenever it says faith, I'm going to replace the word faith with the word trust instead. And as you listen, I want you to be considering if anything touches you differently than maybe it has in the past. Or maybe it just touches you in, in a striking way that you kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Or maybe there's something in you that jumps up and says, yes, I want that. I want to trust more. I want to trust like that person did. Or, or maybe God's challenging you right now in your life. And, and the Lord has been calling you to trust him more. And you've been hearing the word faith and the full, the depth of trusting hasn't it just hasn't hit you. And the Lord wants to share that and pull on your heart along those lines. And the amazing thing is, is that as we trust God more, we get to find out 
that he is trustworthy. And then we want to trust him even more. Think about it. Jesus says in one place that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, but if I was doing it this way, I would say, if you could trust God like a mustard seed, like just a little, as opposed to nothing, it can move mountains. All right, back to this chapter. I'm going to read through this chapter. I'm going to replace the word faith with the word trust. And I just want to ask you to listen and see if anything touches you in some special way. And then at the end, afterwards, I'm going to go ahead and just, I want to give you a, a very simple challenge and hopefully encourage you. All right, so here we go. Hebrews chapter 11. Now trust is being confident of what we hope for, convinced about things we do not see. For by this, the people of old were attested. By trust, we understand that the ages were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen has not been made out of the things which are visible. By trust, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he was attested as righteous, God testifying with respect to his gifts. And though he died, he still speaks through it. By trust, Enoch was taken away so that he would not see death, and he was not found because God took him away. For before he was taken, he was attested as having pleased God. Now without trust, it is impossible to be well-pleasing to him. For he who comes to God must trust that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. By trust, Noah, being warned about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared a box-shaped vessel for the salvation of his household, through which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to trust. By trust, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed to go out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. By trust, he sojourned in a land of promise as a foreigner, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By trust, even barren Sarah herself received power to conceive when she was past age and gave birth since she considered him trustful who had promised. Therefore, as many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore were fathered by one man and him as good as dead. These all died in trust, not having received the promises, but having seen them and embraced them from afar and having acknowledged that they were foreigners and temporary residents on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. If indeed they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had enough time to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed of them to be called their God, and he has prepared a city for them. By trust, Abraham, being tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had gladly received the promises 
was offering up his one and only son, even he to whom it was said, in Isaac will your descendants be called, concluding that God is able to raise up even from the dead, figuratively speaking, he also did receive him back from the dead. I trust Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even concerning things to come. By trust, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and bowed over the top of his staff. By trust, Joseph, when his end was near, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By trust, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By trust, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to share ill treatment with God's people than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a time, considering the abuse suffered for the Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By trust, he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By trust, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood that the destroyer of the firstborn should not touch them. By trust, they passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. When the Egyptians tried to do so, they were swallowed up. By trust, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By trust, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient, having received the spies in peace. And what more should I say? For the time would fail me if I told of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through trust subdued kingdoms, worked out righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, grew mighty in war, and caused foreign armies to flee. Women received their dead by resurrection, and others were tortured, not accepting the payment for release, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others were tried by mocking and scourging, yes, moreover, by bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed apart, they were put to the test, they were killed with the sword. They went around in sheepskins and in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts, mountains, caves, and the holes of the earth. These all, having had testimony given to them through their trust, did not receive the promise. God having provided some better thing concerning us, so that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Or see the completion of, the, of their faith that they had. So as you listen, did any of the verses stand out to you? Did anything strike you in, a, in any different way or, or at least just hopefully encourage you even more anyway? I want to challenge you to find some verses that use the word faith in them and see if there's any difference for how it impacts you when you use the word trust in its place. I'd love to hear about it. 
just go to godsadopted.com slash contact and you should be able to reach out to me through there. I hope you're encouraged by this. I just want to close in prayer. Father, I just pray that you would bless those who have heard even your word. And I pray for encouragement and some special encounter by you and your Holy Spirit to each of us. And I just lift up my brothers and sisters to you and myself too. And thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I love seeing how our real living God is working in and through our real living lives in this real world. Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you've been blessed or encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next time on The Water with Jesus.